Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans, by fans. Hey NASCAR fans, welcome back to another episode of All Turns No Breaks with the Fantastic Two. It is Monday, August the 15th. My man, Front Row Kenny on the other side of me. How you doing, Kenny? Yo, what's good? I just want to say right out the gate, because obviously there's people that follow me on Twitter, which I appreciate that. If you ain't following me, follow me at Front Row Kenny. But thank you for all the birthday wishes and all the good wishes towards a new job. I really do appreciate it. I had a great birthday. Like, I had a, a really, Ooh, really good, awesome. good weekend. So, yeah, shout out to Ooh, all y'all. So, I, mean, I appreciate that. I, I mean, you got to tell us, like, how it feels to be finally 21, Kenny. You know, old enough to legally buy an alcoholic <laughs> beverage. <laughs> hey, look, I appreciate you for de-aging me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I appreciate that. But, yeah, man, the the, the big 2-7 is crazy because, like, man, um, the more I think about it, I'm like, Jesus. I remember legitimately walking on campus for college and, like, literally getting started. And I'm like, damn, I'm, like, actually – on my own, you know, I've got a, I say so. I got a pretty, right. pretty decent career so far going. You know, I can't complain for real. But yeah, man, just to you know, give a little bit of brief on my weekend, which normally doesn't have a lot going on. But um, so Friday night, and by the way, yes, I worked on my birthday. I don't know why I always do that. That's a very common but, thing for me. Don't you know? Ask believe me why. it or not, it I think there's more that people um, that do that than than you realize because. I, I am personally one like that. If if my birthday <laughs> technically doesn't fall on a weekend, I'm working. Like if it falls on a weekday, I, man, I'm working right there. I'm not taking the day off. <laughs> yeah, because I think next year it's gonna be on a Saturday. So like you know, if willing, you know, I could just take off that Friday next year and then you know have a three a, a full three day weekend. But yeah, man. So it was cool. Friday evening went out to dinner uptown Charlotte, one of my favorite Thai Ooh, restaurants, Thai. Uh, Basil Thai. It is like one of the best like the food is so good the flavors everything the drinks are pretty good too i must say. then after that went go-karting and funny enough at a place i had been going for so long which is crazy had been there in a while i did okay i came oh, right in second on. and third so i mean i'll take it but but uh, yeah i had a good time i'm also like still a little sore oh, yeah. from it but did, you know it's all good that's the fun with your, of it with your lady yeah she man let, she, she didn't let you there, in man. so the one thing <laughs> Man, what kind of girlfriend? Nah, what? <laughs> nah, 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 man. You know, she, look, she wasn't oh, gonna okay, beat me right now. That's, that's one thing, sir. Two things for sure. I, I made, I made sure on that front. However, there were some very fast people out there. I'll give them credit where credit is due. But I will say, like the place for, you know, the place for go karting that we that I, we ended up going to. Man, I haven't been there. I hadn't been there for a couple, you know, months or almost a year or so. I think last thing I was there for was a charity event, and it was fun. But Either way, man, like if people that love karting, I'm sure you all know, but you don't realize like how physical karting like really is. Like if you, unless you go to like one of them little rinky dink joints by outside of the mall or at the carnival, that's different. But you know, you go to a place like that or GoPro Motorplex, which is up in Mooresville for my North Carolina people, man, it's, it's physical and I felt it, which is fine, but I'm glad because I felt like I was actually going fast, which I looked at the time. I was like, Oh, I'm actually going faster than I'm having a pass. I think I did like a 32 second lap. Now for me, that's good. Some people that are like pros, they can put down like almost a 29 flat yeah. 
30 flat, all that good stuff. But I was happy about doing that because I don't do it as often as I should. Now, if I raced a whole lot more, I probably would be in a different category, but, you know, don't always have that much time. But, yeah, man, it was fun. And then Saturday, went out with my mentor. Shout out to my mentor, you feel me? We went to Uptown Charlotte. Well, I say one of my mentors because before Tam listens and she says something, I'm like, yes, you know, it's you. Yes, you're definitely one of them. But, yeah, we went to Uptown, went to a good place called Duckworth, great drinks, all that. And forget the other name of the bar, but... Had a good time on Saturday. It was it was real fun. Had a had a wonderful time. And then Sunday, I chilled out. Like I legitimately did not do anything but watch the race on Sunday. Cleaned up. Well, I cleaned up the crib and everything. But man, I was chilling. Yeah, that's wow. Kenneth's twenty or Kenny. Jesus, like, y'all never hear me say that. But uh, well, that's I, my twenty seventh birthday. So yeah, Renee, I feel like your weekend still well, might have been crazy than mine. That's the crazy. Believe thing. it or not, my weekend wasn't as entertaining as yours. Cause I was well, I, man, exactly, you ain't gotta but, be that uh, generous. Was, for you know what? For once, the 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 roles are switched. You know, it's normally you saying, "Well, my weekend wasn't as entertaining as yours, Renee." <laughs> but I I can tell you, it definitely wasn't as entertaining. Only for the simple fact that you know, I spent time with some friends. We all got together to celebrate a friend of mine's birthday as well. And uh, before I forget, happy birthday, uh, Kenny. Yeah, what you gonna call it? And happy birthday to uh, my other my other buddy Steve. Who we yeah we got together hey, and we that. spent some time and we all spent the night at a at a friend's house out in uh, Fontana, California. And uh, they got a they got a big home out there, and we all got together and you know we all hadn't seen each other in a while anyway. So uh, you know it's, it was good times. We kicked back, lots of drinking and lots of food, and that's for sure, lots of food, man. But man, th- th- this is. This is how much alcohol we had, you know. I mean, the the food we actually ran out of. We we thought we had too much food. We ran out of Dang, food, y'all ran but, out but of it was food. good because Man. we ran out of it, you know, on on because uh, we got there Saturday, and on Saturday night, my buddy was asking me. He's like, "Hey, oh, actually, I, it was it was more his wife. He was like, she was like, hey, listen, she goes, can tell me, some of y'all take this 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 food home because I mean, it's gonna be trash. Like, it's gonna go to waste, and I, I don't want to waste it." And like even even some of the the uncooked meat we had, and I was like, "Well, I'll take it home, man." But by Sunday afternoon, we we ate everything. It was fat, but yeah, but y'all change y'all mind. This quick. is how much alcohol <laughs> we actually had left over, man. I on the way to to my buddy's house, I stopped by and I bought a, a an almost a hundred a hundred and fifty dollar bottle of tequila. I, I, it's a Classe Azul. If you look it up, let me see. Yeah, it's it's Classe Azul tequila. It's it's a blue and white vase. Yeah, and it's yeah, and it's oh, got I the know. bell on oh, top. Oh yeah, no, I know. It's got yeah. the bell. On. Let me tell you, other than that, Don, other than Don Julio, <laughs> that 1942. This is probably one of the better tequilas I've tasted in a long time. But we had so much alcohol that we didn't even open the damn thing. <laughs> Golly, I'm not a big tequila guy. Whiskey is more my thing. Like that's right. I I don't have a problem with tequila. Let me say that. But yeah, well, whiskey yeah, well, is more I, my. I'm big, a, you know always. me too. I'm a I'm a huge whiskey drinker. And yeah, we had we had whiskey oh, as well. Man. But man, yeah, that. But that's that's how much alcohol we didn't even touch the tequila. And and everybody was so happy when I brought it. It was like, oh my god, yeah, man. But but Sheesh. but overall, brother, we 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 had a good. We had a very good weekend, and believe it or not, I don't do much gambling, and this is a good segue into NASCAR talk here, Kenny, but a buddy of mine was asking me about the NASCAR race, 
And uh, he was asking me who I picked, and I and I told him who I picked on the podcast and stuff. And he goes, well, listen, man. He goes, I'm thinking about betting. And uh, he goes, you want in? And I go, you know what, man? I was like, I, I go, I, I'll jump in on this with you. So I said, I want to know who you, you pick. And he goes, so this is the start of the conversation, Kenny. He goes, well... He goes, what do you think about this Harvick guy, man? He goes, you, th- you, th- you think back-to-back? Is, it, he, he might do it. He goes, I'm thinking about going with Harvick. And Kenny, it, <laughs> before he could even finish, I was like, Harvick? I was like, come on, man. I go, he was lucky to win last week. I go, and he's barely making the playoffs. I go, he definitely ain't going to win back-to-back. And lo and behold, now we picked Logano. We both we both put 50 on Logano. And, and he Logano looked good, man. But but Kenny, yeah, come on, no, man. The closer came and just made me look really bad. How did Harvick come in <laughs> and just show me up like that? How did he show everybody else up like that, man? Hey, man, listen. And it's funny because before the broadcast even started, just based on the conditions of that day. So if you hadn't watched the race, either way, Richmond – it was relatively warm, which is no surprise being out there in, in that area during this time of the year. It's usually the hottest point of the year in Virginia, so in many other states too, because I feel out here in North Carolina, I swear. It was hot and slick to start that race out, and obviously you saw different drivers said, you know, take the point and lead away with that race. But then obviously as the time changed and the skies became a little bit overcast, some cars just were not prepared for that. And the way the cars were set up, it just didn't work out. Like, you know, Joey Logano was one who was fading. Just as you mentioned him, he had, you know, he finished sixth. But still, like, he kind of faded away. That car looked pretty strong early. You know, Christopher Bell was strong all day, for example. So whatever they did to that car, it adjusted well. And they also made a really good late pit, you know, pit stop at the end that had them on fresh good years. And they were running through the field, but just ran out of time, obviously. But, yeah, Kevin Harvick all day long was very consistent. The car's handled very well he was good in traffic you know obviously he was challenged by Christopher Bell just a tad bit or at least you know the pressure was towards the end of that race there but yeah I mean yeah the closer and and I said this before we even got on and I said this to some other people like look I'm telling you Kevin Harvick and Rodney Childers them two being in a confident form and having a good time is problems for everybody else for these next 13 or so weeks right I would not count them out. Kevin Harvick is somewhat like what Scott Dixon is to Indy. Scott Dixon, if you don't watch IndyCar, I promise you, if there's a race you think he can't win, I promise you he is the one who's going to end up winning it for whatever reason, whether it's him taking the field to the woodshed and or him being at the right place, right time and handling everything or having a great strategy. He is the one and obviously a multi-time champion in IndyCar. Kevin Harvick is a singular champion in the Cup Series. But still, he's been one of the best, and obviously he's captured his 60th win in his career, which is amazing given the fact that just a week ago at Michigan, nobody was probably even thinking of him to be the exact winner, even though he's won at that place several times. But obviously his form this season and, you know, it's starting on the uptick, but it didn't really look like we were gonna have a, a we were gonna have a year where he didn't possibly win a race or possibly miss the playoffs due to that. So yeah, it was it was quite an interesting race. I won't say it was like the best thing I've ever seen in my life, but Renee, I guess yeah, I can go it, ahead man. and give let's a top it down, baby. <laughs> All right, so obviously Kevin Harvick won. That's his second win in a row, which is insane. We're headed to Watkins Glen this upcoming weekend, but yeah. 
solid day for that four team. Stuart Haas is really starting to get in their stride, and it's looking pretty solid. And I'm going to be honest with you, for the playoff opener on Labor Day weekend at Darlington, would not shock me to see that four win there. That's, again, that race is a veteran's race. You really have to finish that and run a complete one at that. I mean, have a lot of things go go your way through the course of one of the longest races of the year. So we'll see. We'll see in a couple weeks for that one, but we'll have to wait and see. Either way, Christopher Bell came home in second. He was very good in Xfinity at Richmond. He was on fire for one at one point in time when he was still in Xfinity, and it still translated to Cup. I mean, even in the, he ran a pretty good race, and they were pretty strong. So, again, for the folks that are out there betting, that wouldn't be a bad one. And honestly, going into next week for Watkins Glen, he's a pretty solid road course yeah. driver as well, who also won at Daytona, the Daytona road course uh, last year. But, yeah, so he's not a bad pick going into next year. And even in third place, Chris Busher, who I believe finished third Yeah, um, but he, you know Sonoma, what? I think, I think he did. And, obviously, he finished third at Richmond. Yeah, and so he's also a pretty solid road course racer as well. Would not be shocked to see him running up front. The 17 out of RFK literally is, to me, has been the best car out of that team. And I think this is what yeah. the broadcasters kind of envisioned was. Look at the value of Chris Buescher. Like, I think, like, if you look on paper a lot of time, or not even on paper, if you look at a lot of teams and when they go in and they go clean house and go bring new people in and they do this, they do that. You know, Chris Buescher was a pretty prominent piece of that team and you know Roush has wanted him for a while and yeah Renee I don't know which what you think about next week with Chris Busher because I mean or Christopher Bell really because those two are pretty solid so and Watkins Glen is a very fast and technical road yeah course, you, so you know I'm gonna tell to you how that goes. Uh, uh, Kenny Chris Busher really is low-key kind of been up there and uh, you know I mean I think because he's not such a household name like like most of the other drivers I mean I mean even though you know uh, fans like you and me who pay attention to the sport you know a, a, a more closely you know like for a casual fan or just a betting fan they may not really know who Chris Busher is but I mean Right. I, you know, I, I could totally see Chris Busher, you know, coming out with, with, with a win, you know, probably next week, you know, at Watkins Glen myself. But, you know, it's 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 one of those things where, you know, just going back to what you were saying about Kevin Harvick and just, you know, you know, God, man, you know, these are the kind of things that happen where you go, oh, you know, everybody's just kind of like, you know, writing, you know, some of these guys out, you know what I mean? And like most people probably had with Kevin Harvick and or Martin Truex Jr. But, you know, here, Kevin, excuse me, here Kevin Harvick is finally wins a race after, you know, 50 plus, you know, non-win in, in his race, uh, or, you know, non, non-wins in those 50 plus races. I think, what was it, 56? Yeah, uh, whatever yeah, that number was. Number, and then yeah, he rattles off wild. two in a row. I mean, it's just, you know, I mean, it's, in a, and once again, to, for me and you, it, it's not, like, I'm not that surprised, but it's still surprising because I didn't think he was really going to go back to back. You know what I mean? And this just goes to show you that just like any sport, you know what I mean? Great athletes, you know, they're great when they have to be. And Kevin Harvick is definitely fits that category. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. That is 100% true. But for the remainder of the top 10, we could go on for days about each driver. But Denny Hamlin, Virginia's very own, came home in fourth. Chase Elliott, fifth. Joey Logano, who Renee and his friend bet on, <laughs> uh, came home in sixth. Seventh, 
<laughs> seventh was Martin Truex Jr., who is currently on the outside looking in the playoffs. He sits in seventh. Eric Almarola came home in eighth, who also was looking mighty strong. And I thought we were going to have shades of what happened at New Hampshire last year of him coming out of nowhere and winning the damn thing at New Hampshire. And that, you know, shook a wrench in the playoffs at the time last year. So there goes that. Kudos to them. It's also his final season as a full-time driver as of now, as at least it was stated at the beginning of the year, unless something changes. But either way, we're just going to pin it as this is his last full-time season. Regardless, knife was Kyle Busch, who... Got got into Ross Chastain. Well, not even got into Ross yeah. Chastain. Ross Chastain found him, but fortunately, he was able to scrap a ninth place finish. And he even mentioned that in his interview on NBC, which was kind of funny. Very Kyle <laughs> Busch esque. No surprises at all on that one. And the round out the top ten was Ryan Blaney. So a good day for him. Obviously, he is twenty six points above currently, sitting in sixteenth in the playoffs. But I think now, obviously, with only two races remaining in the regular season, with this upcoming weekend at Watkins Glen and Daytona to close it out. Well, we are at a interesting crossroad when you really think about it. This thing could get really shifty in shape. You know, it, it, it could shift all over the place at this point. Well, obviously, we, we want to wish Kurt Busch the best as he continues to recover from his concussion-like symptoms. But at this, as of right now, he's still locked into the playoffs. Like, he still has a waiver from NASCAR at this time. Obviously, Ty Gibbs was in the car this weekend and actually, they dubbed a pretty cool paint scheme. Unfortunately, that paint scheme didn't get to finish the race. I believe, I'm not sure what type of engine problems they had, but they had to put it behind a wall. But it was based on Concord 11s. If you guys are sneakerheads, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I think we retweeted it on the page. If you're not following us, make sure you're following us at Turns No Breaks. But yeah, Renee, I don't know what the situation is going to end up breaking down to, but will Kurt Busch not be in the playoffs if he can't be cleared, you know, after Daytona because I think that's really the big question and then when you think about it like that so Kurt Busch is in 15th he's obviously a winner Ryan Blaney's in 16th currently so even without a win he's currently in but in the event of Kurt Busch not being able to run if that is the case you know that kind of leaves it where what is NASCAR going to end up doing because now I think about it that 16th and 17th spot could be a whole lot more important than what most people think because it could be the difference between someone getting in and someone not and let's just say it's all points and Kurt Busch isn't cleared so my grand assumption would mean if it was all on points and it stayed as is that would be Ryan Blaney and Martin Truex Jr. getting bumped in at this point if that's mm-hmm. the case I think I'm not sure how they're gonna yeah. do it there hasn't been any announcement I, you know but, what I, uh, I, I what do you think they should yeah do? It, it is kind of crazy, it's, it's kinda yeah, crazy. And, I, and I know the and I I don't really know what the 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 you know, the rule is or, you know, how they go about it in NASCAR definitely probably might have to look that up. But I would imagine that they, that in the event that Kurt Busch couldn't drive, they would definitely go to pretty much kind of what you just alluded to, you know, bump Ryan Blaney and Martin Truex Jr. up. Cause I, I think that that would be the right thing to do. I mean, you wouldn't have a, you wouldn't have a driver come in and drive for, you know, for Kurt Busch. I mean, that, that makes no sense, but I mean, it just mm-hmm. makes more sense to go ahead and 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 then just bump up Blaney and 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 Truex in, in, in into those spots. I, I I think that's the most fair thing to do. Yeah, I mean, then also it could get kind of tricky as well because obviously we still have two races left. We can get let's say Ryan Blaney wins on Sunday, right? So now he's locked in. So if he gets locked in, that's obviously 15th and 16th. Therefore, at that point, we have 16 different winners for the season. So with that, 
and let's just say that is the case, you know, and then we also get a repeat winner at Daytona, then, you know, whoever's battling for that 17th spot, it might actually make more of a difference in the long run when you think about it. Just really situational depend, you know, situational dependence. Now, if Martin Truex obviously wins and he's won at Watkins Glen before, that also obviously makes it 16. So that means, you know, Ryan Blaney could possibly be in trouble, but he could also be at the right place, right time, just depending on how things kind of shake down. But yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see what the ruling ends up being on that. My my gut is what I had ended up saying a few moments ago that, again, just to be clear for anyone listening, that's not like some insider info. That is literally what <laughs> yeah. I came up in my head with today while I was sitting, I was sitting in the booth thinking about it after I was finished working. And I was like, huh, I wonder how this is going to shake down. I was like, well, I'm going to get my theory on the podcast, and there you guys go. That, there goes my work thoughts coming, you know, yeah, out you know the, what? Well, the well, maybe, podcast. Yeah, but, maybe uh, we can we can throw yeah. it out at, at the, you know, the listeners of, you know, the All Turns No Breaks podcast, you know, and maybe tweet us or send it out to us on our social media, at Turns No Breaks. Please send it out to us and uh, let us know what you think. Because, you know, Kenny, you know, in the likely event that Kurt doesn't and, and, and does, or, or doesn't come back and, and able to, to drive... You know, it it just makes more sense to me that that the fair thing to do is just to bump up the next person in line, you know, point wise. Yeah, I mean, I think that should be the logical thing. Now, obviously, if you guys have been watching NASCAR for a long enough, there was once upon a time where a driver was bumped into the then chase because of spin gate. If you guys know what spin gate (laughs) is, I'm sure you do. If you don't, you can look it up, and I'm sure you know exactly what went down that day. It was hectic. It was crazy. There are things I know about it that I can't even say, which is crazy. But, yeah, it was a wild day for NASCAR. But, you know, in this instance, it's more so injury-related. And I think, obviously, this is, you know, kind of ramped up the questions of safety of the car and things they may have to change going into the offseason. So, even though we still have 13 or so weeks left in the regular season, it already is very clear that, there's a lot more work to be done for the car and that and again i guess this is a great segue as well for what i've kind of thought about the two richmond races that we had for the year now that we're done honestly it was okay but again i don't think richmond and the action track go in the same sentence any longer and there's a lot of reasons i'm not saying i'm vouching for crashes or anything like that but you know that track used to be pretty nuts and i think it's two things. One, there's probably needs to be something done with the current short track package at these tracks. Or, you know, I think there, there's probably needs to be some type of tweak to it to get it where you want it. Because I feel like at the half miles and the super speedways, we've got everything nailed down. Like, I think everything is, excuse me, everything is pretty good. Contrary, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the contrary, I think if you give them a little bit more horsepower, frankly, I'd say really realistically, if you could... In, a, in my perfect world, if you give them 850 to 900 once more, I think you will see a much better show, especially given the temperatures and the condition that we ended up getting on Sunday. I think you'd see a whole lot more different. And same thing with even the half-mile tracks. I think that was you know one of the great things about the earlier days was how much horsepower they did have. And I mean, hey... We're getting close to, at least in Michigan, we must have done something, in, or they have done something right in that capacity because they were going almost 200 in the corner at Michigan, and that used to be the main reason why I used to get home on Fridays and watch qualifying at Michigan was just because of that, like literally because of that in itself. So yeah, there's a lot of pieces to that puzzle, but I also you know, have always been in the category of 
some of these places we don't need to go twice a year and frankly richmond in my eyes is probably one of them kansas is another track right, i think right. we don't need to go to twice a year but i think again this is just from my marketing mind and just thinking of like creating demand for something if i know i can only see let's just say kendrick lamar once in my city or once with he's within 400 miles of my my hometown that's the one and only time and that's it so i think you know kind of create the same urgency but yeah, Either I mean, way, you know, I, Richmond was okay. Well, you know what? I, I thought it was. I thought Richmond? it was good. I thought it was a good race too, myself. And I think maybe because I was actually betting and I was kind of like really more into it than anything else. I was, you know, yeah, of I had a little bit more, <laughs> more stock in it. <laughs> but I'm trying to take away the fact. Let, let's just say, if I wasn't betting, you know, I, 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 you know, it probably wouldn't mean as much. But I mean, I personally. I wouldn't mind having two races, at, you know, at Richmond. I, you know, that particular short track, I don't mind. I, it doesn't really sway me either way if they said, no, we're just going to do it, you know, one time. You know, uh, I'll be fine with that. But you know what? If, if they said, yeah, we're going to have two races, you know, at Richmond now, I, you know, I could go either way, to be honest with you, Kenny. So uh, I'm just kind of like on the fence. It's <laughs> it, it, it's great. Yeah, you know, if not, no big deal. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I mean, that's just kind of the way I work. That's kind of where yeah, I'm that's at not, mentally. That's fair. Hey, no, there's nothing wrong with that at all. And uh, speaking of tracks and things possibly happening. So on Twitter the last night, I was literally about to go to sleep. And then I saw someone retweet something. And it was from an account called Crash Ladies. I don't know her actual name. I'm sorry if I'm butchering that. But either way, if she... I guess she had a podcast or she was doing something and she had mentioned it on Twitter talking about a possible reconfiguration of Texas. Ah. I'm going to be honest with you. I would be a thousand percent game for it, all depending on what they actually do to the place. I personally have always thought like that place is either put on a decent show or it's been extremely bad. And that goes for NASCAR and IndyCar. IndyCar <laughs> is completely ruined. I don't care what anybody says. I'm oh, sure I, a I lot of people agree with me on that. That place is ruined. for. So yeah. I think that they pretty much killed it when they reconfigured it the first time, and it just didn't make much sense, and it kind of killed what they did have. And so, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do to it. A lot of people have always wanted that place just to either turn into a short track or reconfigure it maybe to a mile track or something of that nature because it's just not usually a fan favorite. A lot of people groan and moan when they hear the word, oh, yeah, we're going to Texas, especially the All-Star Race. I'm almost certain I had a rant this year about the All-Star Race because it was meh, but obviously a whole lot more happened as well. See, exactly. I I I remember. (laughs) I don't remember what episode it was, but I remember. See, exactly. That. I can't remember the episode number either, but yes, you are absolutely correct. So yeah, that's a possibility. Um, nobody knows the full details. Of course, we'll continue to follow that story and see you know, what more we can know. As always, I tell you on this podcast, I will never leak anything that's not out in the public. I may know things, yeah, but I am go. never going to leak them out. Right on. <laughs> that's just not how I operate. But uh, either way, there's also more talk about reconfiguration. Obviously, Auto Club has been in that conversation for quite some time. But someone snapped some photos today, actually, of some of those grandstands being taken down. And obviously, the goal is to turn that place into a short track. And the funniest thing is, Texas probably needs to be the one to do that, not Auto Club itself. And I'm going to be honest with you. Over the years, Auto Club, the pavement, the racing, it's been really it's been pretty good outside of the year with the bad package and you know the slot cars that was that but outside of that when the when it was in the driver's hand when it was you know the horsepower package that we had for this year and in the 2000s man 
it was the truth. I enjoyed the fact that drivers could pick. If I wanted to go high, if I wanted to run the middle, if I wanted to run the bottom and be a bottom feeder, yeah. you can do that, right? Like, you literally could pick and choose what you wanted to do the entire race. So that was a cool, compelling thing about Auto Club. And I remember talking about Auto Club at the beginning of the year. That race was so good from start to finish. It was fantastic. And that was what a lot of people anticipated. But yeah, either way, apparently, I guess that might be part of it. I'm not sure still on dates on when that's supposed to happen. But yeah, I mean, it looks like it's on the way. And I'm going to say, sadly, unfortunately, as much as I enjoy short tracks, that is a place I don't think needs to be turned into one. But yeah, there we are. So those are the, you know, I guess you could say those are kind of not breaking, but some of the, you know, yeah. more relevant things. But I guess, Renee, the last thing I got actually is pretty interesting in regards to drivers at Watkins Glen. So we're going to have seven different countries represented wow, in Sunday's race. According according to Josh Hamilton, who works in comms at NASCAR, he mentioned it on Twitter. Like I said, it'll be seven countries mentioned. I mean, not re- mentioned, Jesus, represented in this race. So obviously you've got America that, you know, obviously represents the majority of the field. But you've got Mexico yeah. with obviously Daniel Suarez. You have a driver from the ne- Netherlands. A Daniel Kvyat, who is a Formula One driver. He'll, he's from Russia. Kimi, Iceman Raikkonen is going to be making his first right uh, NASCAR Cup Series attempt for Trackhouse. That's going to be pretty cool. He is finished. I forget Rock. Rockenfeller's first name, but he's a pretty solid sports car driver. He's from Germany, and I believe there's one more, and I believe he's British. So, yeah, that's pretty amazing to to have that, ironically, at the Watkins Glen International Circuit, right? So, it all fits in, you know, nicely, but I think that'll be a pretty good story, hopefully, on TV, because I think that's a really interesting thing. Yeah, that might get a few fans to uh, turn on the TV. There haven't been that many cases like that. It should. I mean, yeah, I think that's the cool thing about having events like this is... You might have, for example, you might have a Kimi Raikkonen fan. They might not know anything about NASCAR, but they might be a big fan of Kimi Raikkonen, and they'll go watch him. It's just like, look, I didn't watch a ton of golf, but I promise you I was tuned in for Tiger Woods, right? I didn't know everybody, but I promise you I at least tuned in to see Tiger Woods play, right? No matter what. Even if I didn't watch the Masters in full, for example. You know, same thing with tennis. I'm not like the most well-versed person in tennis, but, you know, if I see Naomi Osaka play or, or, or the Williams sisters play, I will right, tune right. in. I will, I will try and check it out. Or Coco, you know, like, I'll do that. So, you know, I think hopefully that does the, the same exact thing for, for this weekend's race at Watkins Glen. And honestly, it should be a pretty good one. I'm, right on. I'm looking forward well, to it. I mean, if there's else that you want to throw in there, Kenny, we can go into predictions or however you want to do it. You ready? Nah, we all good. I think we wrapped them up. So, do Watkins it. Glen Kenny, predictions Kenny, my time. man, let us know who you got. It's time for race predictions. Oh, man. The Glen. Wow. I went last year, and I just got to say, like, if anybody has never been, a place is beautiful. Like, TV does not do it justice. It's a great race, you know, in general. I think it's always put on a pretty good race for uh, stock cars, in my opinion. Very, very fast road course. But, yeah, honestly, I am going to go with Martin Truex Jr., as my main pick, he is a former winner of Watkins Glen. Then I'm also going to go for his younger teammate, uh, Christopher Bell. I'm, I think he'll also do pretty well, <laughs> yeah. no pun intended, right? So hopefully uh, that turns out, but he's a pretty solid road course racer. Obviously, he's already locked in with the win, but 
I could definitely see him stealing one and being a you know being a repeat winner. But those are my picks. I'm still all right. Well, say you, here you Mr. go. Renee. Here are my picks. I am also going with Martin Truex Jr. I think I'm probably gonna go with Martin Truex Jr. for the last several races because I really want to see this guy get in. <laughs> but I'm I'm not gonna that Kevin Harvick is not gonna go for you know the triple turkey. But you know because he'll make me look bad again. But you know I mean it would just be like Kevin Harvick to come back and win at what walking Gillens too but anyway i'm gonna go with martin truex jr as my main pick but my alternative pick kenny i'm gonna go with chris busher we were talking about him earlier i'm gonna go outside the box Ooh, okay, and i'm gonna okay. say chris busher could possibly maybe you know come in and sneak out a win in there at Watkins Glen. so martin truex jr is my main pick chris busher mm. is my alternative pick kenny those are my picks I am sticking with them. What say you fans of All Turns No Breaks? Hit us up on our social media and Twitter, especially across the board at Turns No Breaks on social media at Turns No Breaks. Let us know who you think is going to win and let us know if you have an alternative pick as well. For Kenny, myself, you folks have a wonderful, wonderful week and we always appreciate you coming in and listening to our podcast. Uh, This podcast is definitely for fans by fans. For Kenny and myself, we will see you next week on another episode of All Turns and No Breaks. Stay hydrated, y'all. We still in the summer. It's the dog days. (laughs) Drink your water. (laughs) Thanks so much for tuning in. 